What's up, everyone? It's Gavin or Tweak. <laughs> what's good? What's good? It's uh, Marcus. I don't know why I was coughing. No COVID. No COVID. I'm chilling. Not the SmashCon 2023 COVID. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, Charles or Chuck. What the? It's matter has. I don't know what the hell is going on right now, but <laughs> let's bring it back in. We are talking about Super SmashCon and obviously a lot of characters to talk about there. What do you What do you think about the characters there, Gavin? Corn is broken. Yeah, actually, Corn does pretty well against the late game meta, like Steve and Sonic. Well, well, well. Who was right all along? I'll give it up. Actually, not only were the characters in the nice job, guys. By the way, definitely didn't take us two tries to get that down. Uh, that is a tweet. Why are you telling, man? From Crystal underscore PG. What a great tweet! Made the rounds, making fun of us, or doing a great impression of us. Maybe you know what I mean. Uh, maybe. Uh, imitation is the greatest form of flattery in this case. So we appreciate it. I got tagged in that tweet like a thousand times, so I'm glad it got brought up. I'm glad we ran through it live. That was very fun. Definitely crushed it on that one. Uh, we are here to talk about Super Smash Com. Well, amazing tournament. Speaking of amazing tournaments, Chuck, I think there's another one we got to talk about real quick. Real quick. Yes, of course. Before we even get into that, if you like the content, if you enjoy listening to the podcast, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. You can also suggest in the comment section any bonus topics that we like to do for our Patreon, which we are doing a Patreon episode after this. We're actually going to be talking about the buzz as a player, just the ins, the outs of his play styles, the history of the buzz as well. We did a, like a long, long time ago, we had an episode where we kind of talked about individual players and what makes them special what makes them unique so we want to kind of bring that into the bonus content and the first player we're going to be talking about is the buzz because he had a killer run at super smash con 2023 and also qualified himself to watch the throne so the top two players that were not invited to watch the throne have qualified via super smash con 2023 so that is going to be mia and the buzz super excited about that uh, there was eight base invited players, as you can see on the screen here. And yeah, Watch the Throne is a tournament ran by Lights Out, Tweak Talk, Smash University, Guildhouse, Red Bull. So, you know, it's for the community, by the community. And December 8th in Guildhouse San Jose, going to be an invitational, very similar to Summit, but we also want to add our own flair to it. So yeah, make sure to check out all the news for Watch the Throne on the Twitter account at WTT events and just to keep updated with all the news and we got a couple more qualifying tournaments being port priority and let's make moves Miami so really excited for the future of watch the throne and getting all those players filled out and then of course we're gonna have four voting spots so I'm really excited about that yeah dude I was I was super happy with who qualified because a lot of people said Mia should have been invited and after the recent rankings totally agree but it's like a certain you can't invite every single player ever obviously um so and we're not surprised that Mia uh qualified either like definitely one of the players towards the top of that list of who's who we thought would qualify very happy that he did so um early on and then debuzz too i always thought it was a huge w when debuzz got into summits i thought he was a content machine great player all oh that yeah good stuff. so i'm very very pleased with who uh, managed to qualify through super smash con 2023 so yeah uh, what, we should just start talking about super smash con period uh what a tournament bro uh yeah not just like in the bracket, like the bracket was wild, obviously, but it's always such a busy time uh, just existing at Bro. Super Smash Con. The, the convention floor is enormous, so if you want to go anywhere or do anything, it takes a long time to like walk coast to coast, basically. And then you get stopped by a bunch of people I hey, haven't seen you in a couple of years. It's just 
it is exhausting, dude. I was completely wiped out by the time I fell asleep on that plane home. Instant, like just instantly knocked out. And then, yeah, I've been so tired, just kind of bouncing back from socialization and all that good stuff. So, how are you all feeling? Very tired. My voice is shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I felt like everyone at least lost their voice a little bit. That was something I noticed. That was it. Felt like SmashCon specific. I haven't been to a tournament in a while where everyone was like had a hard time talking by the end of it. Um, I have a. I feel like I always have a pretty good idea. Like we've we've done. This is our hundred fourteenth episode, and I feel like whenever we're talking about tournaments, I'm pretty good at predicting how it's going to go. Right, like what the main topics are. Like maybe if I'm at the tournament, we'll talk about that a little bit. Blah blah blah. But this time, it's like, can we even talk about everything? Like that's how crazy it was. Like there's so many ways to go and things to talk about with this. Uh, and I'm not even saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying I have no idea where to even start. Like, geez. I mean, oh, I know the first big topic we can talk we about. But Duke... Oh, well, that was hype. That was super fun. Yeah. Oh, and we, and we filmed that cool content that we did. We, yeah. I did film bonus content. He so did. <laughs> he did. I'm, yeah, I'm he did. pretty embarrassed, but I got about one or two matches of tweaks off stream matches. So that's something yeah. that no matter what tweak has to play those matches. And I know everyone that watches this podcast is a fan of tweak. So I'm pretty sure they want to see as much tweak content as possible in the tournament. And also it is a completely different environment off stream, like just how people cheer and people get rowdy. It, it, it is, I think the, when you go to a tournament, sitting and watching the mainstream is not the move you want to go to the off stream section that's like the street of smash bros right there that's the real <laughs> shit you know what i'm talking about so uh i i got one or two matches but one of the most important one was tweak versus yoda cage god and i'm so i feel very dumb for doing this but i recorded it in time lapse instead of regular recording so it was just a uh, bunch of pictures Yes, and I was sober when I he did just this. Really like the, he just really no excuse. He just no loved this. The old picture show, Chuck. It's like a one yeah. of those like slideshows <laughs> that goes by, like the the horse running. I'm sorry to all the Patreons. I'm sorry, but we are you. Uh, we're gonna upload those. I'm gonna give it to the editors, and we'll upload that as bonus content. So you get a time lapse of. You're gonna send the editors eight thousand still images. <laughs> it's a video file. It's a video file. Wait. But Charles, to your credit, thank you for doing that because usually yeah. we get zero content out of tournaments. So we're we're getting there. We're getting better at it. Nice job, Charles. Yeah, yeah. Nice job, dude. Yeah, it's hard for SmashCon because like, yeah, we're one of us is always doing something, right? So like, I showed up. Uh, Has and Chuck were doing the the talent show. Gavin <laughs> was getting food. And then, oh, like, God. we're, like, walking around. Then we go get food, and Gavin comes back, and That's then Has has show. to do the smashies. And, like, and then, like, any other day, like, one of us is playing at a time. One of us is commentating at a time. Like, the, we're getting stopped, like, groups of people. Hey, like, pictures. And we're like, yo, Gavin. We just we just kept doing that over and over. Yo, Chuck. I know. Like, we, yeah, we would get separated. We, like, it, it's yeah. like herding cats. It really is. Like, you're just all over the damn place. That's super um, sick, yeah. It was, we had so much fun though. It was great. I'm happy we all got to hang. It's been, a, I think we said this too. I think it's been since last summit, since all four yep. of us have been together, which is insane. 
Shout um, out to all the fans and patrons that came up to us. Yes. Uh, like it, That was really cool to just see all the fans and the patrons in person, just to really see all the people that support us as much as possible. So if you did that at SmashCon, much love. Thank you so much. It's well appreciated. And honestly, that's the kind of stuff that keeps me going. People just coming Agreed. up to me and being like, oh, hey, I enjoy the content, whether it be Tweet Talks or Smash University. You know, Obviously, we don't get a ton of money off of this kind of stuff. So the fact that you guys are out there and you guys enjoy the content, that that's the thing that motivates me the most. Yeah. And even dude, all the side activations. Oh my God. Before we get into like the actual tournament stuff, talking about all the for fun stuff is really cool. Like there was the Pokemon go event. There was all the Pokemon events that Rod was hosting in that Pokemon area, which was really cool. There was like a content creator stage, which was really sick. H box, uh, Coney, EE got to do a bunch of activations and stuff. He did his scuff talent show. The talent show. show. Holy <laughs> shit. Was very, very I thought I was going to fucking die at one point. That shit was... Production, I don't know. I got to say, production... Because I want to say it's a shit show, but the first thing I want to say before I say that is production killed it. The production team was they amazing at, at Super Smash. They say That's a great way to put it, Chuck, because God knows Phil was not prepared for whatever it, it was very fun i will say and it was very the funny Dandori, the oh well that's four. that's coney's thing that went great obviously oh that was cool too yeah coney ran a bunch of events right two ton one by one point one, one point. point twice i think that is insane i think like since SmashCon is such a celebration of smash i think it's surprising that we didn't have more of these like creator like side things before because it's such a big part of the community you know like like coney and phil they don't really play anymore or any like they're commentators and they're great big personalities in the scene and big presences in the scene, but give them a chance to shine and all that stuff. It, it worked out really well. I think like even the talent show, obviously like <laughs> it was what it was, but it definitely was, you know, engaging, interesting content. And I, I do actually have faith in Phil. If he gets to throw another one at some point, which he should, he would do a lot better. You got to, my, my require a little jump. screening. Yeah. Maybe a little work ahead of time would be great. And I think, when you do something like that, diving into the deep end, then you realize where the holes are and you just fix them next time. It'll be good. It'll be That's good usually the way to do it, right? So, or it fun. Yeah. hopefully, I, I don't know if the vods are deleted, but maybe you can catch the vods on. Probably, the it's probably there was a a lot of the music there. Yeah, would, uh, would get copyright strike. So, because like right. everybody was a singer basically, except for the one. Oh, guy TK did karaoke to too. I, I don't know if yeah. that was streamed. I doubt it was streamed because of all the DMCA. But like that yeah. in person, it was super dope. It's to see, honestly, so. yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, that was a cool so one because last year I think it was kind of Im improv, like it's yep. just like impromptu, and now like everyone's like, "Damn, we should do that again." The line was so long, apparently. So shout out to those guys. Blast Zone always killing it, of course. They were really Coney's in restream. Coney's restream <laughs> at the tournament. That's so funny, dude. Yeah, I mean, apparently it was doing really good numbers too when Coney was on the stream. Obviously, when Coney went to commentate top four, the viewership dropped, but it was still yeah. Pretty that, cool that's the we... only reason why the viewership dropped. If you know, you know. See you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah all those side activations i really do think that's the future for a lot of these content creators to come out because even for coney coney's getting so big as a content creator it's hard to justify him to come out to these tournaments right when he can just stay at home and restream so these like live activations for coney yeah. where you can turn them into youtube videos and stuff like that and he has bonus resources everyone being in the building is really sick <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure oh god <laughs> i think uh i think the easiest topic to jump to like you said we can't cover everything that happened in the bracket and in the tournament before we do that i do want to say shout outs to all of the smaller smashings that were there i that were there i casted brawl i watched a good amount of smash 4 uh and 64 too 64 at one point was the only thing on stream so i definitely watched that and it's cool seeing isaiah win his first major or whatever so yeah i shout out to all the other smaller smash games i love 
being able to experience and get kind of a peek into what those scenes are up to and how they're doing and all that stuff. So W, huge, huge reason to go to SmashCon. But I think the easiest place to start will be this tweet that I saw from Pikina. Uh, it was the biggest underperformers actually of Super SmashCon 2023 because Smash. this is going to be a pretty big topic. Uh, and that is because we just had the rankings come out. Uh, and it was pretty, I would say the rankings. Shout Official rankings. Official rankings. I'd say shout out to Luminosity because even though every ranking system, none of them will be perfect. There's always going to be a point of contention. Obviously, that comes in there. But the fact that we have them now and the fact that we could talk about them and have something to go off of as a caster, I do really appreciate that. Even if I don't agree with every single placement 100%. So it is still good to have and still good for people. Remember, like, before we had, like, even before PG rankings or, or Panda rankings, we just had nothing. That's what it felt like again. It sucked. It's like, yeah, I have an idea how good this player is, but what does it mean? Like, if I'm well, a casual viewer viewing yeah. it, like, jumping in, is this the number eight player or the number 40? Like, I don't know. Sure. Somewhere in there. Sounds good. And but, a bunch of different rankings at the same time, too, and you don't know which one to go off of. Yeah. So, I mean, shout out to Luminosity for stepping in and being like, okay, boom. This is like, we got something to work with here, right? The, the biggest and most obvious upset is Spargo at 49th, which is insanity. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. Spargo's a player that has taken an upset or two before in his life. But this is wild, especially after the rankings had had just come out. So, I I don't even know if he got to play on stream. I didn't see him. Actually, I didn't even see him once, period, throughout the whole and, weekend. Like, not even in the venue yeah. or anything. Like, just walking around. I didn't even see him. So, it's I don't a, know if you guys caught the sets. or I know Aaron beat him the second game or the second set. Um, I watched yeah, some yeah. of the... Uh... Aaron versus Spargo, just because I'm clearly interested in that matchup. Um, Diddy Kong versus Cloud, um, but not like a lot of it or anything. And uh, I did I watched zero of. Wait, I did watch some of the winner set with uh, with Lai actually, but I, not, just bits and pieces of both. It's Ly by the way, like the boom, boom like the. Oh, you don't say Lai, you just say it's Ly. Ly. Yeah, I got corrected on that. Yeah, it's got it. Um. Yeah, there was a couple things um, that Spargo was doing that was getting punished and just felt like uh, a bit like antsy. Um, but it's also something Spargo gets away with very often otherwise. So I don't know. There was a lot of close calls like, uh, you know, the Aaron set was game five and stuff like that. And it just... As someone who's been competing for a long time and has suffered like a lot of game five losses or, or it's like won a bunch of close game five matches, like it's just always so crazy to think like, oh, if one stock went differently, like how differently the tournament would have went. Like I had a game five loss in losers brackets, like, oh, if I won, what would have happened? Like and I think um you know, no one is immune from underperforming especially when it's like you know up to like a decision or two you know what i mean um you know it, it's it's happened to me a bunch of times it's happened to leo a few times lately um and i think uh if if people are so quick to forget how great spargo is it's going to be very very punishing next time you see him so kind of reminds me of like re- something that comes to mind is like light wasn't at a few tournaments and people weren't thinking about light or Fox in general and stuff like that. And it's like, I just know, like if you forget about, like if you forget about Spargo or Sonics or something, like they're going to come back with 
like it's going to be very punishing uh, if you don't consider them uh, in like even in the very next tournament they attend. So, yeah, I think one of the biggest things that stood out to me was just like <clears throat> with Spargo at least was this tournament is gigantic, right? Like yeah. it's the biggest tournament. It seems right. like for the past two years, right? You always over two thousand entrants. Like it's it's a it's a gauntlet, and I think. Uh, one of the biggest things with the rankings just coming out right before this is like, you gotta prove yourself, right? You feel like you're number one. A lot of people feel like you're number one and you're like, all right, well, I gotta go here. And here's the, the pressure to perform is, is way higher than, than it's probably been in quite some time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm sure he's young, which is really funny because I is also really young and it's like, he has the pressure to perform and prove that he's really number one and he won the tournament, but um, it's something about like when you feel like you're better than you are and trying to prove that to people and also prove that to yourself, that's, that can't really be replicated. um, That feeling. So I feel for the kid. I know he'll bounce back. He always does, but it was definitely when I was watching him play, I was like, these are some interesting interesting decisions. The down airs? Some of the down airs. Yeah. But he was making a lot of like, the a lot more risky, mm-hmm, like risky, risky, really. Wow, like decisions. I was like, I don't, I don't see this more often. Like, I'm gonna go for like this crazy up smash. Re- like, he gets a lot of up smashes, but mm-hmm. I feel like they were coming out way more than they normally do. And it, it was just like he was like banking a lot on his ability as a player instead of like banking a lot on his ability to play the game well. And I think those are two very different things. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I feel like even just thinking about the statement of Spargo did not make it to stream, that alone, you don't even have to Golly. know the placement number. Just that <laughs> statement in itself is like, holy shit, like what is happening, right? And in, in my opinion, last season, just one of the most consistent players to do it right had some dips like not as consistent as a cola obviously but just had the higher highs that was like a big argument for the ranking right and i felt like the ranking had so much controversy behind it that both and i'm not going to say this pressure is exclusive to spargo um it was both you know to spargo and a cola Mm -hmm. there was a lot of pressure on both of them this tournament so shout out one shout out to a cola for even through all all that all that pressure and there's so much to prove he came through and still got first place still won another situation where close game fives comes down to one button press yep one interaction yep one four you know had like at least one of those and uh, was able to win and you know it's just something i'm personally thinking about just based off what we've been talking about for the last few minutes is just like, especially cause the last like year or two for me, I've had so many, it feels like I have like a, like a, a few tournaments where I'm on the losing end of the game fives. And then I'll have a couple where I'm on the winning end of the game fives. And it's just really something to think about if you're, if you're a competitor uh, uh, is, you know, really think about what goes into those situations and what you have to do to, either prevent them or, you know, win them more often. Like, you know, prevent them from even getting that close in the first place, right? Because I'm definitely the type to – I want that to be – I don't want the game five, like, 
last hit. Like that means something is going wrong for me, even if I do win. You know what I mean? You want that pre-quarantine Leo dominance. Like, yeah, I, I you need, ain't getting to game five. I need some three O's. I'm never at a deficit. I always take the first stock. Like, that's some that's fun Smash Bros. for me. But, <laughs> or you always get the reverse three O, like Leo. Game one starts and I lose the first one. stock. Right, yeah. If I lose the first stock at the start of game one, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, <laughs> this is not how it's supposed to go. Like, even like it's so funny. Like, I uh Whenever I play my first pools matches, like depending on what happens, it's like in my head, I'm like, I know how this tournament's going to go. But like, I remember my, my first match, like, like you know, one of the games is going super well. And then I get grabbed at zero by Min Min and die. And I'm just like, okay, I know where I am. I know the like the state of this game right now. And I know I have to fight for my life. So... It is what it is. Wakes yeah, you like up in between stocks, right? You're like yeah, just, just kind like... of refreshing the game state. <laughs> yep. No fun. Uh, I'm never having fun again. Business, business mode. Spitting. Spitting. Business time. So, something that was interesting, Charles, that we talked about was Spark this placement that Spargo got and the losses he took. Oh man, how hard is it going to be for him to become number one this season? Is that a possibility? I mean, without obviously, with other players, are going to have to take pretty big L's for that to that door to open up, in my opinion. But on your record, having essentially two unranked losses and getting 49th at a major, the way Ultimate is now, I don't know if you could do that and become number one in a season. I don't think so. I think but it's very impossible. Insane. Like, yeah, or there's like a 0.001% chance that Akola also gets a 49th, but I'm going to tell you right now, the way... I think he'd have to do a little more than that, wouldn't he? He'd, he'd have to also get... Spargo would have to start racking up first place, yeah. right? Because clearly, head-to-head yeah. -head isn't... I guess it's like kind of a big deal, but like if we look at the last rankings, unless they change up the algorithm, like Spargo can't just beat Akola and be like, all right, I'm going to get first. Like that's well, not I think enough. the biggest thing you know for... I mean? for Spargo to consider. And it's not easy. I have been dealing with this for like a lifetime. Like I've been number two in a smash game, like at least twice. And it is the worst thing ever. Like, you know, emotionally. Um, but I think the most important for th thing for him is that time is on his side. Um, he's not even like 20 years old. <laughs> uh, I, I think he has a lot to work with and uh, I think he'll be perfectly fine. He's definitely not going to get number one this season. And, but I'm also not an algorithm guy or a ranking guy, so maybe he can, but uh, it's, I don't think so. Um, and that's all right. He, time is on his side, like I said. And if it matters to him at all, I personally think he's the um, strongest player on the planet. Um, I don't care if he got 65th this weekend. I don't care if he got 49th, which he did. Like, I don't care if he got 9th or 7th. Um, I don't care if he won. Uh, I personally think he's the the most uh, – the just like Skill-wise, skill-wise. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think, like, uh, even in a lot of ways statistically, there's a lot of things that show him as being the best. Um, and that's coming from someone that thinks they're the best – in most ways, like skill wise and everything. Like I personally think I'm the strongest player in a lot of ways. Um, but there's also a lot of things that objectively, like 
that's just I'm just lying to y'all. So, but <laughs> I'm just saying for what it's worth. If if he cares yeah. about, I still think he's the strongest, and I also think he'll bounce back, which we're already talking about. Um, I've only ever you. heard you say that two other three other times. I said it this weekend before he was out of the tournament. Three times in the what eight seven seven years eight years. It's a only. It's it's very rare for Gavin to say because I usually think of myself. Someone's better than him. Yeah, yeah. it's very very yeah. rare. Um, well, so that's we're talking about Spargo and Hazmat's Glacian, right? Oh, that's true. Like, All right, well, four, true. four. My bad. Yeah, I there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in Smash, Smash, Smash. Still three, still three, still three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> With uh, and I appreciate that, Gavin, because I was getting cooked. I got to the airport too early and I was bored, so I was like, I'm just yeah. gonna say I still think Spargo is the best because, like, X, Y, and Z reasons. Like, yeah. just looking at bracket, I still think he's like the favorite to win it, and I still feel like he's the best player too. So I appreciate you saying that, but yeah. I was getting cooked at I Dang. at one point I was casting, and people were like Spargo's out, Spargo's out. I was like, you guys are trolling me, and then that tweet where I said Spargo's the best. Started getting replies like, "What do you yeah. think now, dumbass?" And so I was like, "Oh, what the hell? Like, yeah. what am I supposed to? What? It's I still feel this yeah. way, but damn, like, I, they, I you know." And I, re- I heavily respect like anyone that puts efforts into rankings. Like, it's Charles like worded Same. it well. Like, giving us something to work with is like important. And I think I, um, got like started a, a real career in Smash because of people's efforts into rankings like years ago i feel like i got my first sponsor and i got eyes on me as someone to work with because of rankings being you know people were putting more effort into that kind of thing around that time in smash 4 so i think there's you know it's a lot of positives and a lot of people are putting effort into it and you know are are working hard at it but at the same time, like there's so much that goes into it. And I have my own universe in my brain with what I consider, right? Like my own algorithm or whatnot. But it's not like I don't respect any other ones because there's been a few things the last couple of years with Ultimate. And it's nice to keep up with. It, it does give yourself something to think about. Um, but y'all know how I am with tier lists or rule sets or rankings. Like, like I'm still going to really care about my thoughts and feelings um and i guess that ego is probably you know has has its own pros and cons because i'm sitting here still thinking i'm the best when i'm clearly not but i i do really really i have faith in spargo i have faith in sonics i have faith in like just in this underperformer thing i have faith in all of these players <laughs> like jackals yeah. karama sonic spargo but when you're looking at someone like Spargo or Sonic specifically, these are players that are like just got ranked top five in the world. And I think it would be very like um, naive to to undermine them or doubt them for the future tournaments because they're definitely going to outperform players who outplace them this tournament for the rest of the year and probably for the rest of their careers. Um, just because I, I just personally think they're some of the best. And we've been saying that for a while now. So, um, yeah. and I and I can say the same thing for myself. Like if you're if you're too quick to to doubt, you know, myself because of rankings or placings, like it's definitely gonna there's gonna be some whiplash in the future just because you know it's a little naive. I think. No, we'll start <laughs> yeah, putting out the, the apology forums. Don't worry. Yeah, the bias hey. is good. Oh, yeah, I I mean, 
jokes aside, isn't that why that that kind of thing exists in the first place? Is because of like, you know, chaotic tournaments happening and people like reacting very quickly. So it's true. Well, I think on the on the other end too, as tough as this tournament was, and obviously one tournament doesn't define anyone's career, but I think this is probably Alcohol's biggest tournament win yes. uh, to date. Just because, yeah. not just because he's won many tournaments. This is a tournament. Other side of the coin, right? Huge tournament for Spargo because he had something to prove. Akola, same. He was right in the same. He was in the seat next to him. You know what I mean? Same thing. I got something to prove, and he looked incredible. Like I think he had only dropped one game leading up to top eight or to top sixteen. Something dropped a game of Web JP. Shout out to Web, uh, great player. He's been doing well. Yeah, only dropped one game on his way. I think to top eight. I had I had it written down for commentary somewhere. No, you're right. right. Dropped one game before getting into top eight wild uh well that we know of. i didn't check his like round one pool so i don't know maybe someone maybe he actually with donkey yeah. kong yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. True. um so in a world where we talk about all these inconsistencies and all this pressure again not one tournament makes anyone's career but damn i love this statement for that kid like that was what a way to do it when so many other people are having a tough time with this bracket and it's such a tough bracket for so many different reasons uh, two out of three for a while uh, throughout the bracket, so it's easy to kind of get just cheesed on a couple stocks and lose a set. The Akola man. The I think something that'll be interesting is uh, how this works going forward. That he's now the uncontested number one, right? Like at this yeah. point, he just is. So yeah. he has one thing that comes with that territory is the target on your back that everyone wants to beat you because you're worth so many points because you're worth so much and it's such a, a big deal to everyone, obviously, especially because he has been so consistent in beating so many other players with the exception of Spargo, basically. So it'll be interesting to see how the shape... Again, like this is why I appreciate the rankings, because we're in a place where we can talk about stuff like this and say, you know, even if we didn't think they were perfect or whatever, going into the top 50 this time around, hey, we'll talk about it now. Let's see what happens here. You know, the second rankings... Just like Phil's talent show, the second rankings will be better, you know? <laughs> you know Always what, the second round. There you go. What this reminds me of, this kind of shows my, my age, but... Do you remember the period in Melee where Mango and Armada were like yep. one and two and Armada yeah. was giga consistent? Like yep. first, 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 second, first, Ooh. second, like maybe a couple thirds. And then Mango would get like four firsts in a row and then get like a fifth and then like a sixth. Yeah. And you're like, bro, who is it? Is it Mango and Armada? Like Whenever we talk about Spargo and Akola, I just think about Peaks versus Consistency, Mango Armada, like, and it, it, it just, I feel like this rankings in general. Yep, that we're gonna deal with forever with rankings. Like, what do you value more, a player's peaks or a player's consistency? Looks like right now Akola kind of has both. So, yeah, (laughs) sealing the deal, but you can't say anything. Yeah, yeah, but it was just before before last weekend. That was something I was thinking about quite a bit, but now. That is definitely the conversation, but I think uh, it's also important to talk about who did really well this weekend. And there's a couple that comes to mind, other than Akola, who we just talked about, of course. But um, the buzz has been doing fantastic the last few tournaments. The king, well, I guess not, not exactly like back to back or anything, but he he has some really high placings lately. I guess is a better way to word it. Um, and that's just fantastic because, um. Because Rosa isn't like the like the best possible candidate for like a, a high placing on a tier list or anything, and neither is Olimar, quite frankly. Um, 
And as someone that plays like two characters that aren't like the number one picks for like winning tournaments or anything, and like is, you know, like it, it's a it's a tough life sometimes. Um, like you know, they're they're like you know they're high tiers or something like that, and it's not like the best of the best, and there's hard things you can run into, and uh, it's really inspirational, uh, and it just gave me something to think about, especially when I was practicing when I got home. And like really sticking it out with my characters and just finding the little things to keep you going and like, um, you know, really putting focus on like, you know, certain things to get better at all these matchups. And it, it just made me realize that, um, you know, like the hard work definitely pays off because the buzz getting a, a big first place at CEO, getting a big second place at SmashCon. And he's using characters that, you know, people definitely had probably written off at some point in Ultimate. So I think that's really cool. And even DeBuzz himself has gone through a bunch of different characters. So great job to DeBuzz. And also um, another person that comes to mind is actually Mars. Um, I don't know if y'all want to chime in about any of this, but Mars did really well this weekend, getting a big three on light. And I think that's where the ball really, really got rolling for him. He ended up getting top eight, which I think is really impressive for someone that doesn't really practice as seriously. Um has kind of moved on in, in life in comparison to, I think, of people like me and Light who have re actually really stuck with competing more so than anything else. Because uh, Mars is kind of like like mentally in that group with us for me. Like just, you know, started playing around a similar time and everything. Um, so I just think it's impressive how talented uh, Mars is. He also has like surgery for his ACL coming up. So it's clearly like uh, not his priority in life to to win SmashCon, but he did a damn good job this weekend. Um, he also beat AK to qualify in the top eight. And he's using a character that is definitely not top tier, um, at least to me subjectively, but also objectively is not considered to be top tier in terms of statistics. So shout out to people just using their favorite characters, bro. Like, seriously. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Uh, Went yeah. on Onan as well for Mars. I think that was a Yes, wait. Onan in game five and light. Onan like, really rolling. Yes. And that is super cool that he, he has some great wins this weekend. Uh, it was and light. It was cool to see. Obviously, I've been great, really good friends with him and Light for years. I've seen their uh, rivalry grow to where it is now, to the peaks that it was when they were both really trying uh, their hardest to be top-level competitors, and they pushed each other so much. And it was funny because I watched Lights Out uh, last week, and – White was saying, I'm so excited for SmashCon. I've never felt more motivated. I'm playing a ton. I'm feeling good. He goes, the only thing that will stop me is Mars if he gets to me. He's, Did he say that? Like, yeah, he was That's not word crazy. for word, but he was like, I am i don't want to play Mars. He's like, I don't want to play Mars, basically. I know. But that's how it goes with them. You know, like that's the way it is. Yeah, like, like, he was like, there's this card for like, you know, pretty far in the bracket and like all the head to heads. And it was all like two sets or less for everything. Mm -hmm. And then for, for Mars and that, White, yeah, yeah. it was like 20 sets. It was something. like 20, yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. But yeah, he's Fox like, does well in that matchup too, by yep. the way. Like Fox wins, does extremely yeah. well in that matchup. So yeah, it's gone back and forth though. Like, you know, like Mars was winning for a while, then Light was winning for a while. And I think Light's win this time kind of like throws a small wrench in things. Um, if they even photo. if they even start, you know, it's really up to Mars to show up uh, to tournaments and like you know care about everything. But uh, yeah, rivalries are really cool, and this 
you know, Smash 4 and Ultimate have been around for so long that that things like this are possible. And um, I don't know, it's pretty crazy. I've been around so long that uh, something it, something like Mars and Light playing is pretty nostalgic. Uh, and I feel like we all, like our group of friends, we all like want Mars to play. <laughs> like play, play. Yeah. We're going to like super say it to his face. Like we don't want to bother him and we don't want to like tell him what to do because you know everyone should do what they want to do but there's certain players that just have a spark that like is uh not replicatable and mars is definitely one of those players that you can't replicate so uh shouts to you tyler good job this weekend but the buzz and tyler were yeah. definitely people that that come to mind and also the other japanese players did so fantastic this weekend i played against mia for the first time he actually beat me and then got into top eight and that had a pretty good run in top eight as well. Um, I even played a little bit of friendlies with me afterwards. And like his game watch definitely does a lot of things that um, I'm still thinking about. And I don't know what to do next time I play him. Um, uh, there's also a lot of corn in top eight, including Neo, who beat me in winners. Um, played fantastic. Had a lot of really bold decisions. Uh, hit really hard. Uh uh, there, there's also Akko who won the event who we were just talking about. I'm kind of forgetting some other people that Ken were talking. Ken did really well. Ken. Ken, Ken yeah. Ken. Been a minute since we've seen him in a, a huge top right. eight. So. If, if Shuton isn't doing well, Ken is do, is doing well. <laughs> like, those are some of the, the household names, at least for me, that I've been seeing since I was, since I was a kid competing. Um, and I've played against them both uh, quite a bit. Um or they're both doing well, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, shouts to, to the Japanese talent that really uh, showed up this weekend and performed really well under the the unique pressure that is SmashCon, I would say. Yeah, and the, even the top eight split was really cool. There was four American players and four Japanese oh, players. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Yep. So it was down the middle, yeah. but there's three Japanese players. And winners, and winners, yeah. Winners. Samba, too. Like, yeah, only the buzz of winners, yeah. My, my, my joke with Zamba every time is that Zamba has just, he just has never lost. He just yeah, doesn't lose. Sure. He's just always there. He's always your next opponent. He's always He's in the so top eight. Um, I was I was especially impressed with Zamba this tournament because he 3-0'd Mars, and that is not an easy matchup for Rob. By any, that's a losing matchup. And Mars has always been very good at that matchup. So to see him just kind of dismantle, like, and it wasn't even like, oh, Zamba is being lame or Zamba's camping him or something. Like, he went head-to-head -head with Mars and held his own, which is insane. Yeah. Like, they were they were clashing a lot. Like, it was it was like a fast 3-0, which is on the side of Zamba in that matchup, which is really, really impressive to me. So, yeah, shout-out to Zamba, man. That he's was been cool. doing well for a long time now, but he's been, like, doing even better than usual. And he's even beaten yeah. me a couple times. And... So I've been kind of forced to pay a bit more attention and I've definitely been studying. There's all, there's a lot of weird and interesting things about Zama's play style. Um, but so, not to put him on the spot or anything, but regardless of what it was about, what, I saw him want a set and SmashCon, and he just looked upset afterwards. And it was really funny to me because it reminded me of myself. Like when you're, when I'm in loser's bracket and I'm winning, but I'm still super pissed. <laughs> uh, and I just, I actually, uh, I like seeing that kind of thing because it just shows like that there's just like a will to play and win that like just can't be, 
like he's gonna like plug in and play and like fight his hardest like no matter what so uh yeah just a, a lot of players that are just like doing really well under any pressure you throw at them and something that also inspired me is like some of these players are also really big on they go to everything they're playing wi-fi and they go to every freaking tournament and i'm just thinking to myself like maybe i really need to put in more hours or like go to some more tournaments like uh and you know it 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 really started for me like really like second uh guessing like my my like you know how much hours i'm putting in and how much effort i'm truly putting in when you know spargo and sonics were in grand finals not too long ago that mm. really made me think uh, box. yeah because of that because of truly like these two are definitely playing like more than what is expected and necessary i would say so that really made me think and some of these players make me think in the in the same way so i feel like it probably really started when they went to japan and you were just like sitting at home yeah i feel like that's the first time where you were like bro am, am i not doing it <laughs> you're like what am i doing like i need yeah. to start traveling and then you saw them and grants so you're like what am i doing yeah <laughs> wi-fi like these, these people are grinding like what it's so unite it's so respectable it really is yeah, the Kagribi training arc was real for and so he, many players, including the Buzz. Zamba, I mean, the Buzz and, the Buzz, yeah. and Zamba leveled up a lot from that yeah. trip. So the Buzz played so fantastic. That that was the Buzz with some fire. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. you you want to talk about activation when he was down 0-2 against Chase? And he switched yeah. to Rosa. Shouts to fucking the Buzz. That's a fucking the yes. Buzz, bro. The I Buzz holding it down for America, bro. Se- second he did. place. I mean, it, it, it's been rough for America as of recent. Like in Smash Factor, I don't think we had a single representat- a single representative in top four, which is like wild, right? So in, yeah. in terms of America in general, I think America... So in context, America used to be the highest ranked region by far in like most Smash games. Brawl, Smash 4, beginning of Ultimate. There was the exception of Leo. But I wouldn't say Mexico was the highest ranked region in the beginning of Ultimate. I would still say it was America. And Leo was just number one, right? Now, obviously, Japan is just such a force to be reckoned with. So, I mean... It, it's crazy and even so like the buzz holding it down for american even dd i want to shout out dd i think dd played yeah, extremely true. well and for up and coming american talent keep your eyes on dd because he is one of the first american players that in my opinion really understand the bullshit of this game and will pick anything yep. and do any strategy to win he is truly the is the, just, uh, to switch characters and do what yes. he thinks is necessary and like not overthink things is um, something that isn't really easy to do. Cause even into this tournament, I told myself I was going to be willing to do things I don't normally do. And I, I didn't do any of it um, to give myself some credit. I, I played like maybe one player I expected to, <laughs> uh, but, but still, you know what I mean? Um, that kind of thing is, is not easy. Yeah, he's, he's truly very, ruthless. very consistent. He's very Dude. consistent. Yeah. And remember, Didi got washed by Sonics at uh, MumbleCon. So, ama- like, what a turnaround, right? Like, yeah. had clearly had a plan and then executed perfectly. I think that set went to four timeouts, if not just three, something like that. Four timeouts. Wow. That kid, like you said, Chuck, 
whatever it takes, right? Like whatever it takes. Didi and he's hilarious is the other thing I'd say about that kid. He's very, he's, very fun. He's very trolling funny. in top eight. Like what the heck? So he's, having a, he's just happy to be there. Having, um, yeah, having yeah. a good time. I'm a fan. I'm a fan for sure. Um, I mean, timing out, right? timing out Sonics with Pac-Man, that's insane. Tertiary like, Pac-Man, yeah. Like, and, and this is a player that is known for his Steve and his Pokemon trainer. Those are his two main characters. Bust out a pocket Pac-Man, at best his third best character, and beat Sonics in yep. the slow game? Dude, completely ruthless, whatever it takes to win, and like that... That's something that a lot of American players lack, in my opinion. There, a lot of American players play like more off-meta stuff, and you can win with like that. But he, he's just one of the first players in America, as of recently, to be completely ruthless and just does whatever it takes to win. And on top yeah. of that, Didi doesn't travel too much. Nope. The most of the time I've seen Didi play at this at this level has been Momocon. So I was very surprised to see Didi in the bracket. Even when I saw him tweet about the pre-local, I was like, oh shit. Didi's at SmashCon. That's crazy. And if you guys don't know, Didi's like 15 or 16, so very young. Usually for the younger players, it's a little harder to travel to some of these events because ideally you want to come with a Guardian and all that other stuff. So, yeah, I mean, shouts to Didi yeah. coming out and getting top eight at this super stacked event. And I also want to really explain how stacked Super SmashCon is. So in the in the scope of American play, the East Coast is stronger than the West Coast in the current realm of Ultimate, like the current meta of Ultimate right now. Um, so since the East coast is stronger, there's two really big American tournaments It's Genesis and SmashCon. And since the East coast is stronger than the West coast, and I would say by a pretty large margin at this current time, uh, I, I'm, what, I can honestly say, it again, say Chuck? sorry, I couldn't hear you. Oh, did I cut out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck you. What'd you so, say? So the East coast is much stronger than the West coast. Oh, okay. And yeah. currently right now, <laughs> one more time. That's good. Um, thanks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I will say that SmashCon is the most stacked American event, like as of right now. Just it's, it's by far. It's so. Um, hard, Genesis though. is also very stacked. Don't get me wrong, but since a lot yeah. more secret bosses, just, there there's so many PR threats on the East Coast that can come to SmashCon and just shit on so many players. Like Hungrybox yeah. didn't even get out of Poots, for example, because one of the PR players from one of the East Coast regions weren't weren't seated. So. Yep. There's a ton of talent, and it, it, it's very reminiscent of something like Kagaribi, where when you go there, a lot of the local PR talent is going to be very deadly, and the, the bracket yeah. is going to be dense in talent. So SmashCon, getting top eight at SmashCon is so fucking hard. Like, it's, it's really hard. It's the, like I said, hands down, the hardest American tournament. Dude, and even I, I did a little pool captaining, which was really fun, because you guys know Andrew T. He's like a ZSS player. He's yeah. really good. He was playing his match to get out of pools, and he was playing against a player named Dat Derp Dog. Now that is yeah. you might you do okay. The hero, the hero. Yes, nice job, mm -hmm. Marcus. I should have known you would know. But I was <laughs> watching them play their pools, and Lucky was there, uh, the piranha plant from Minneapolis. And I was like, "Who is that Derp Dog?" He goes, "This player would be the number one player in our region if he cared and showed up." I was like, "What?" <laughs> he's like, "I'm not kidding." I'm like, "He's unranked." First thing happens, he's hero. He pulls up his spells, get him. Andrew T is approaching his DSS. He jumps in, step back, forward smash. It crits, ninety damage. Oh, first thing. Okay, well, <laughs> awesome, fucking awesome. Like so cool. Uh, oh, it was man. wild. So, and he actually made it out winners. Yeah, yeah. And he got to play against Aquila. So I was excited. To, I didn't get to watch that set because I was casting somewhere else. Um, but I was excited because, like you said, Charles, you don't know who who the hell is going to show up at these things. You know. 
Wow. Oh my god, Steve's sleep animation is so it's fucking It's so good. Funny. It's so good. Brings dude. out it's... bro brings out the bed. He put up the bed, dude. He's never losing, even when he's losing. He's still winning. Uh I think that's just about I mean, it's been a pretty long episode already. We could do a round the horn final thoughts uh for the weekend if we want. Kind of close it out. Even hear... Normally we, we didn't even right, Gavin. Gavin. There's no Gavin. prediction. How was your run, Gavin? We didn't even I know, get that yeah. Today. We just it was all right. I got nine. There were some sets where I thought I played really well, and there were some sets where I thought I played really bad. Surprisingly, that was the ones where I lost. <laughs> uh, um, I did play Diddy and Sephiroth equally. I was a little upset that I think people didn't really understand that. A lot of people were. Mostly, I didn't see. I barely saw it. Um, Let them know, Gavin. Let them know. Sephiroth was out. The Sephiroth was playing really well. Um, really well. My Sephiroth is really good, guys. I promise. Um, I'm not feeling as bad as I expected to. I'm right back to practicing. I really feel like I just need to put more hours in. I just really need to make sure I figure out my situation with um, tendonitis. I had physical therapy today. It went well. Um, I just want to play. I'm going to just practice, try to put myself in uncomfortable situations so I can be ready for anything um, and just not be afraid to, to really play and put myself out there. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I didn't really get to talk about my run, but that's okay. I feel like we talked about a lot of really cool things. Um, but that about wraps it up. We're actually going to go into the Patreon bonus content. We do it every week. If y'all are interested in supporting, supporting us even further than you already do, thank you either way. And um, yeah, uh, we have a break this weekend, but Shine is coming up the week after, so we'll we'll no, probably uh, actually Delfino Maza is gonna. Oh yeah, Delfino Mazda. I have a break this weekend. Everyone else does. Uh, not me. I'm not going. What the heck? What the hell? Um, players, players, players. I wanted to say, shout out to Luminosity winning uh, Unite Worlds two years in a row. W. It was an amazing tournament to watch. I watched as much of it as I could. DLC, September 13th. Oh, I'm trying to talk about I'm cool things. I'm excited. I'm excited. Scarlet what the heck, guys? Anyway. Uh, yeah, Luminosity, that's your team, though. This is, uh, yeah. this is like, adjacently uh, related. So, shout out to Luminosity. Yeah. They're amazing to watch. They were really, really good. I get a Tears vicarious, like, W. You know what I mean? Like, Yep. Yeah, Pokemon Worlds is always a treat for all the games. But Unite specifically was really dope to so watch. So good. And also, so shout out to Luminosity for, you know, sponsoring the rankings. Alt Rank has been doing a great job. And uh, if you are not pleased with the results of the rankings, just keep in mind it is an algorithm. And also keep in mind that uh, America had its time. America, especially during Smash 4, <laughs> there was so much like tournaments happening in America. If you didn't go to America, you did not get ranked. And just because Japan has a spotlight now, don't shit on them. That region worked extremely hard to get that spotlight. They grind really hard. They hosted many tournaments, and now their players are really high ranked. So a little bit of the concentration is in Japan, but that is completely okay because that's just how global rankings work. There's always going to be one region that might have more resources in terms of players and tournaments and others. And Japan only just got the spotlight on them just now. So if you're bitching about it, you probably don't know enough history about just smash rankings in general. And that's just how shit rolls. And I mean, it is what it is. Right. So yeah. I mean, shout out to luminosity for the rankings. And again, just having something to work with is so important for the players and sponsors and all that stuff. So it's really important for our community moving forward. Yeah, that's right. Thanks for yeah. watching everyone. Have a good one. Also, I don't think corn is broken. All right. Oh, see you. Dang. Oh, see you. <laughs>